0: Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Grant. On today's show, we will have the always fun and probably famous Father Joe Vogel in the studio. We're going to talk about spiritual direction, what it is, why you might want to have a spiritual director, um, and he's just so much fun to talk to. So uh, I hope you'll stick around for that interview because it was a good one. First, we have a not so good one. Dr. Chris Bergwald. Okay, he's a good one. <clears throat>
1: well, happy here. Easter, Renee. He's here for some Biblical Sheesh. Bites with Dr. B. Yes, happy yeah. Easter. Thank you. You know, Pope Benedict said that everybody, every, every Catholic should have, uh, maybe maybe not a full-fledged spiritual director, but somebody like a spiritual mentor.
0: Okay. Yeah. I didn't know he had said that.
1: Yeah, you could use one, couldn't you? I so, totally could. Yeah. Anyway.
0: <laughs> Actually, Father Vogel would be great for me because he's very... He's kind of like me. He just tells it how it is. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. The directness. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes very direct. <laughs> so, Renee, what's today?
0: It's the, I think, second Sunday of Easter. We were just talking about this before, and he was going to throw Casey under the bus for his first. Episode, but Casey's not on the mic. We're so. not gonna.
1: We won't do that. Won't, yeah, yeah, it is the because the first Sunday of Easter is it's of course Easter. Easter Sunday, right? But <laughs> second Sunday of Easter also has another official uh, name. Yes,
0: Divine Mercy Sunday. Yeah,
1: Sunday of Divine Mercy yeah. actually is the official name. Oh, you geez. know, so let's get it right. <laughs> Come anyway.
0: So I'm throw stuff at you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm really excited. So uh, what we're actually going to talk about the, the the gospel for today is that awesome account of when. Um, Thomas shows up because he didn't he wasn't there the first Sunday, oh, right. mm-hmm. but he was there on the second Sunday, you know, the Sunday of Divine Mercy. Right. Uh, and he puts his hand or Jesus invites him to put his hand to the side. But we're gonna talk about the second reading for mass because okay. um at least for these first few Sundays uh this of the Easter season this year, the second reading is from Revelation. Ooh, so we get to talk about <clears> Revelation. <throat> yeah. Uh which is one of the most eh?
0: Weird. books of the <laughs>
1: Of the Bible. You have
0: to see the Visions, video to see that face. Right, maybe, what the
1: heck is going on? So because we have a little bit of time, because somehow Father Joe I know. didn't fill more time. I I'm,
0: I'm, I don't know what happened.
1: Father Joe, you're slipping. So, don't
0: tell him that.
1: <laughs> next, next time I'm going to have one minute for Biblical Bites. Oh, right. well, I'll get what I'm com- what's coming to me. So this is how the reading begins, the second reading uh, from Revelation. I, John, your brother... Who share with you the distress, the kingdom, and the endurance we have in Jesus. Found myself on the island called Patmos because I proclaimed God's word and give testimony to Jesus. So a couple of things that are just interesting. Pause there. So I share with you, so I'm I'm your brother. He's writing to other other Christians. Mm-hmm. So I share with you. What we have in Jesus, which is the kingdom, the endurance, but he starts with the, with the distress. I
0: actually thought maybe you said the wrong word there no, the when distress. you said distress. Was like, we have
1: distress in Jesus, not because Jesus wants us to be in distress, mm-hmm. but like Jesus, who was in distress, mm-hmm. you know, we just yeah. celebrated that. Not a lot of not, distress. <laughs> yeah. um, we also share in Jesus' sufferings. True. Right? Yeah. So in Jesus, we have, I have with you, the distress, the kingdom, and the endurance. Okay. That, that we have in him. So John, uh so I share that with you. Then I find myself on the island called Patmos because I proclaim God's word and give testimony to Jesus. Patmos. Any idea what Patmos is, Renee?
0: Well it's an island. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the in the
1: yeah. greedy part where it Greek says the area, island right? By Pat- Greece? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Um it is uh. a Greek island. It's a, it's an island where that the Romans used as um uh a prison island. Oh So they'd send people who were bad to this island. So John had been quote unquote bad as far as the Romans were concerned because I proclaimed God's word and gave testimony to Jesus. So John is the only one, as far as we know, the the 11, so there's Judas the twelve, but there's Judas 11. Of the 11 um, apostles, after you account for Judas, John is the only one, as far as we know, who wasn't literally martyred. Right, But he did... He was uh, exiled. He was exiled. Mm-hmm. So he did experience suffering because of his...
0: So is Patmos still a place to put prisoners or is that where all the rich people
1: hang out I, now? <laughs> <laughs> I know about first century <laughs> islands, You're Greece. You have to look that 20, up after we're 21st done. <laughs> century Greece. Uh, uh, so he goes on, I was caught up in spirit on the Lord's day. So Sunday he has a vision and heard behind me a voice as loud as a trumpet, which said, Write on a scroll what you see. Then I turned around to see whose voice it was that spoke to me. And when I turned, I saw seven gold lampstands and in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, wearing an ankle length robe with a gold sash around his chest. And it goes on from there. Um, Who who is this?
0: I assume it's Jesus.
1: Why do you assume it's Jesus?
0: Uh, A son of man.
1: Yes. I saw one like a son of man. So it's it's a title that Jesus himself used. Seven gold lampstands. Any idea? Where-
0: I know I've heard this before, but
1: any I don't idea remember. where else in Bible in the Bible there may have been golden Seven things,
0: lampstands? Uh, there were some virgins who had the a- temple.
1: <clears throat> <laughs> what I, temple? tearing my throat there. <laughs> yeah, the, the sorry. temple. <laughs> the, the the Jewish temple. So the, so the okay. the tabernacle going mm-hmm. back way back to Moses and the okay. Exodus. The tabernacle and then. Solomon, David's son built the temple. And within that, there were seven gold lampstands. Oh. Um, and in the midst of the lampstands, John sees, uh, one like son of man, Jesus wearing an ankle length robe. Guess who else wears ankle length robes in the Bible?
0: Everybody, <laughs> literally everybody. Now, I don't know.
1: The high priest.
0: Oh, what did everybody else wear?
1: Uh, shorter robes
0: shorter robes <laughs> I well i didn't know if they were like like <laughs> dragging on the ground like below the- no. i don't
1: know okay no. so, so so length
0: length denoted something yes of the robe
1: yes correct so uh again again focus focus <laughs> wh- what's the connotation here so wh- lampstands evoke what
0: uh the temple so he's the priest of the temple. Uh, the high priest. Yeah. So
1: this is all so revelation. And, and Dr. Scott Hahn makes a lot out of this. The, con, the larger context of the book of Revelation, you know, we think it's like apocalypse, yeah, end of the right. world, but it's actually very liturgical, mm-hmm. which has connections to the end of the world, but also to the beginning of the world. So really what John for, for first century Jews reading this would have recognized that the context for this is actually the mass, Mm -hmm. offered by the high priest who is Jesus Christ.
0: That's really uh, cool. Thank you for making all those connections for us today. Mm -hmm. In the studio with me today is Father Joe Vogel.
2: Welcome, Father Vogel. It's good to be here. Thank you very much. Yep.
0: He came, he's in the building today, but I had uh, roped him into coming in to the studio to record with me a little bit. We're going to talk about spiritual direction, um, because I think a lot of people don't really know what spiritual direction is necessarily. Mm-hmm. At least I wasn't really that familiar with it right. when I came here. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today, um, and then we'll see what else happens. It's Father Vogel. You just never know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sounds good to me. So, Tr- trust in the, Lord trust right, in the Lord. That's right.
0: That's um, right. Which parishes are you at right now, Father Vogel?
2: I have three. The first going down south would be St. Joseph and Elk Point. Mm-hmm then St. Peter in Jefferson, and then mm-hmm. St. Teresa of Calcutta in Dakota Dunes.
0: Right, and I hear you're really enjoying those three parishes.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's fairly kind of busy. We have we have 500 families. Oh, wow. But I remember an older priest telling me, I came from St. Michael here right. mm-hmm. and St. Catherine Drexel building a parish, mm-hmm. and, and the rule was there, or the principle was, you're always going to be busy until you leave. In smaller <laughs> parishes, you're busy if you choose to be.
0: Okay, sure. There's a
2: whole big difference if you have to be where you want to be. So right. No, I love where I am in a, good. a farm town. Elkwood and yep. Jefferson are certainly farm communities. Yes. That's where I'm from. And yes. The Dunes is just like where I was, where I was up here. So, good. very happy to be.
0: I, I'm glad. And I, I know um, probably if you asked most of the people who have had you as a priest at one time or another, they really in, enjoyed their time with you. So,
2: God's so, been that's good.
0: good. <laughs> All right. So, let's start uh, our conversation about spiritual direction. Will you. Explain what spiritual direction is, just generally.
2: Well, I think part of it should understand from uh, what it isn't. Okay. Um, I have a degree in counseling, and counseling is, could you help me figure this out? And you know, and then there's even spiritual counseling about, you know, but a spiritual direction is, um, I'd like to develop a relationship with the Lord because mm-hmm. God's a big part of my life, mm-hmm. which means, you would assume there's been some prayer and even some quiet prayer in the middle of that. And could you help me discern what's God's voice in the middle of busy? Mm -hmm. You know, and so part of that is, I, I, again, one of the first things I learned in spiritual direction through the program I went is um, I'm not a spiritual director. I'm a guide. and My job is to bring you and your, what you've said and what you're thinking To the Lord, because the Father is the spiritual director. Right. And if you've ever met anybody Mm -hmm. that says, I have a personal relationship with the Lord and really lives that, and you could tell right away, that's a whole new world. And then it's like, I've always said, when you get to that point, which is very beautiful, it's over. You just respond to it. Right. And so to help people as they talk, and sometimes, oh, you know, you've said this two, three times lately, and... So it's, it's a relationship with people. We usually meet once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's by phone, you know, because of the, our, right. our crazy world. And right. You know, and it's, um, you know, if somebody would come and say, you know, my wife just left, can I go to spiritual direction? I would say, you don't need spiritual direction. You know, you need just some counseling mm-hmm. or even spiritual counseling. So it's a relationship. But again, I love St. Ignatius about spiritual direction. And, and, and he really started this whole new way of, kind of being mm-hmm. because he he wanted to be a hero, wanted to be a big shot, wanted to be a socialite, wanted to marry the right people. Right. And in a battle way back when, I can't remember when, he was wounded with a cannonball okay. <clears throat> and he's just in bed by God's providence. They only had a couple books to read and one book was on like, he loved, uh, kind of like fairy, soap operas, you might call them okay, heroes. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and the other one was just uh, A Life on Saints, I think A Life on Jesus. I don't know if I got it exactly right. And, and, and he discovered that as he dreamed about being a superhero, super dude, mm-hmm. it was good for a while, but later it kind of flat. Sure. And then when he read the lives of the saints, it, it was that same good, but he was still thinking about it later. Okay. And so discernment would be stay with what stays with you. Okay. He said, because the great thing about Ignatius is we have everything we need in us. hmm to live right. We're made in God's image and and we've been reconciled with God. And and so when you tell people you have everything and now other people can guide you to say, now, what about this? Or or why do you keep going back to that? And so it's not like, it's up to me. I've had known people that would say, if I'm your spiritual director, you have to follow everything I say. (laughs) Well, that's crazy people. And that's probably abuse.
0: That's actually good to know because that's something I kind of thought about when I first came to work here, and people were talking about, "Oh, you should think about going to do spiritual direction." Actually, wish with Father Vogel, um, and I thought, "Well, I don't want to do everything Father Vogel tells me." So that's good to know that it's not about you telling someone what to do. No,
2: helping me listen to what you already have, and or you know, yeah, and it's not like tell me what to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do, right? And if you, if you, if I feel like you're going the right way, the wrong way, I should say, I'm going to let you do. I'm going to let you go. Okay. Because there's nothing better than learning from our own mistakes. Okay. You know, and several times people said, you knew this wasn't going to work. I said, yeah, <laughs> I, a monkey would know you can't do this and come out good. Right. Why don't you tell me? You wouldn't learn a darn thing. True. Now, tell me what you've learned in the last couple of days. Like, stupid is stupid and I'm in it. <laughs> and then there's that,
0: oh, right. okay. Right. That's a really important thing. To be able to come to, isn't
2: it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah as a director too, yeah. like, wow. Just, and it, it's that listening beyond the conversation. Sure. And we all we've all had friends or family, and it, it like, how you doing? And they'll say fine, and we'll look at them and say, you're not fine. What's up? <laughs> well, how do you know that you've got a relationship with? Them? But right. it's all about a relationship with the father, and and just in prayer, and and eventually, I, I would say most directors or anybody, anybody in spiritual life would say. The best prayer is with the Lord alone. I just read something the other day. I I was on a talk and it was the default language of God is silence. Mm -hmm. So if you're telling me I want to be in spiritual direction and I would say, how about spiritual I mean, silence? No, I'll never do that. Well, then you got the wrong director.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I have heard that about you, that you recommend silent retreats and so on, which I have not done either. I'm not really on the right path yet, am I?
2: (laughs) But you're capable. I'm working on it. There we are, yeah.
0: So you mentioned um, St. Ignatius of Loyola, who actually has been very influential in spiritual direction in the church. Yes. So um, you you talked a little bit about him, but why is it that he had so much influence? What did he do to influence that?
2: He had a gift, like some people do, that, again, that his own experience— was enough for him to lead that kind of life. Mm-hmm. And then he just shared it with other people. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it is, you no, know, everybody, whenever you hear people talk about nation rules and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, they'll say, I know that. And I knew that. And so it's all experiential. It isn't a theory. You got to You don't have to memorize a lot of steps right. that, you know, essentially spiritual direction is really just, um, when something's going on, just be aware of that, that, I just there's a lot of joy when I do that or read that. Or, mm-hmm. It just lifts you up, brings you closer to God. And some things just that's just not right, even mm-hmm. if it feels right at the minute, you know. So that's just be aware of what your what your soul, mind, and body saying, right? Because it's but the benefit if we go 90 miles an hour, we're never going to get that, right? And then the second step is just understand. This is very this is very classical. Is that a good witch or is that a bad witch? <laughs> good old Wizard of Oz, is if you did that, would that lead you to peace? Sure. Okay. And we we know, because we how many times have we gone back to the same thing? I think about 27 beers in about an hour would be good for me. <laughs> or whatever, Or 10 pounds of chocolate. Or third right. trip to the ice cream, 20 minutes after dinner. Right. That's good. But then you sit down, it's like, there's just this blah, there's just mm-hmm. this pit. Mm-hmm. Or there's that, I just helped somebody, or I changed what I was doing, and there's just peace. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and so that's true. That's make a choice. Follow this and quit doing that. Right. And then you make a decision about implementing that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to start praying more. I'm going to just really stick with prayer this time. So. Right. so understand and then choose. Right. And it's just, a, and again, it's all very common yeah. sense.
0: We all kind of have that intuition about what the right thing really is, which is There's probably a, God talking to us.
2: Absolutely. But, but we 90, choose miles wrong things. Hour, <laughs> 90 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour. Right. There's a great right. line that God never hits a moving target. I like that.
0: <laughs> God never hits a moving target, huh?
2: <laughs> and if we're just if we're that butterfly.
0: Yep. Yep.
2: No, when you stop, it isn't. When I stop, God's going to talk. Right. When I stop, I can hear and
0: focus. Right. Right. Super important distinction. There. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, did you learn this ministry? Or learned how to be a spiritual yes. Lecturer. There was a great. There's training. still a
2: great st- training yeah. program. The one. There's other ones. Out, go out there and uh, it was a uh, three. It was a week. Three weeks a year for three years. Okay. Then mm-hmm. you do read books and and sure. do other um, counseling and practice. I mean direction and they you, you wouldn't record it, but you do verbatims and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then you go back again. And then you have, then you go on eight day silent retreats. And, okay. It's a pretty formal program, and yeah. there's there's a number around.
0: And you don't have to be a priest to be a spiritual director.
2: Right? No, as a matter of fact, uh, one of the people, two of the people that work at Broomtree,
3: mm-hmm.
2: the gals, Jackie, and, and then Teresa here yep. in, the, in the diocese, just yep. finished her program. Yeah. And it's 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 kind of funny that this there seems to be a big need for this now. Mm-hmm. And I think, to be perfectly honest, the world is just so screwed up. You can do your own thing. People are saying, that's crap. Yeah, doing what I want has it worked before? And right. so you say, can you help me get some common sense right. that I kind of yeah. give away?
0: Father Scott would say, "How's that working for you?" Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. He
0: often says, that. "How's that? How's
2: that working out?" Yeah.
0: Uh, if you just joined us, we're talking to Father Joe Vogel about spiritual direction today. Um, <clears throat> so, why should someone consider getting spiritual direction? Why should I get spiritual direction, Father Vogel?
2: I would say very simply, you know, there's more mm-hmm. and you watch people that kind of settled in that and they're peaceful, even in the storm. And they just, and my dad would say eight kid, one of eight kids. Okay. And just wise as a dick. he said, just quit leaning on that panic button. <laughs> just, you're making yourself crazy, you know, and I want more. Mm-hmm. I get caught up and then. I think if I buy 20 more shoes, I'll be fine. I think if I buy a new car, I'll be fine. And if my kids get out of school and, and in retirement, and it's like, no, holy is only now. Mm-hmm. Again, we've, but again, Ignatius would, would say we have that grace in us.
0: Right. That's actually um, really helpful to hear right now because I think there's also this, if I do one more thing, it yes. will be. <clears throat> uh, that's what I find in my life. It's always this, well, if I could get, just get this one more thing done. Right. And then it'll be better. And then yeah. something else always comes up right behind it, and you never yeah. you never feel like it's
2: yeah. Uh, when I'll yep. this one up, and it, if you ever read Screw Tape um mm-hmm. it, it, that's just an uncle training a nephew. And, and one of the first lessons, you know, the young guy was all shook up. He said, "Ah, oh, this isn't hard to get these people. Keep them busy mm-hmm. and loud.
0: And loud, yes. That's
2: all you have to do. Yeah. And you go to a basketball game, you go know, to a baseball yep. game. Commercials are always louder, and that's true. They don't think." When you don't think you're—I just heard something else about that. When you don't, when you aren't bored—this is anti-cell phone all the time—if mm-hmm. you're not bored, you're never going to be creative.
3: Oh, wow.
2: Because I—again, the years of doing this, I think a lot of people are afraid of being silent. Because mm-hmm. they honestly think, if I get silent, I'm going to hear God say, you are a twit. You're just a big baby. You're a weenie. And so I don't want to hear it. So I just— Stay busy. Comforting
0: words from Father Bogle today. Well. <laughs> but it's true. It, I totally. Yes, yeah. It's yes, just like. It's
2: true. And, that's, and then they go to Broomtree three <laughs> and a half days or one day or, or 90 days. And it's like. And they get quiet. Yep. Guided quiet. And right. it's like. i missed so yep. much. Yep. yeah, i missed so
0: much. I know that's something I've really been considering doing as a silent retreat. I think it'd be really hard no, for me. Come here. Look but, at me.
2: You will do one, okay? <laughs> okay. All right, got it.
0: See, it seems like every time I think to do to sign up for one, the only ones that are open are in the middle of the winter, and I don't want to go to Broomtree in the winter. I want to go in the summer. <laughs>
2: you, then sign up a year early or right. a year it and a half. It has to All be right. very All early, right. doesn't it? Good. Yeah, You can do it. It'll be I will good do for
0: you. I'll go and I'll sign up this summer for next summer.
2: There we go. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, so how, how would you recommend someone should approach choosing a spiritual director? Because I, I think it's important to choose someone you're comfortable with.
2: I assume? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Are they people of prayer? Okay. Are they peaceful in the storm? Mm -hmm. Are they generous? You can't be holy without... People ask me, how do I even know I'm going the right direction? (laughs) You know, you give these talks and you this and this, and how do I know? And I I can tell you exactly how you know. If you're moving toward holy, you will always be ridiculously uh, grateful and you're going to be crazy generous. Okay. that That is always universally true. Mm-hmm. You find happy, holy people. They're generous and they're grateful.
0: Right. That's true. And not yep. when you say that and you kind of sit and think about it for a minute. That's very true.
2: So go back over your last week. Have mm-hmm. you been grateful and generous? No. Well, then I'm you're kind of crabby. <laughs> no gonna, wonder I
0: need that silent retreat, you're right? Gonna, you're
2: going to hurt somebody.
0: <laughs> um, so, Okay.
2: So spend time with them. Yeah. Get to know their background. Maybe listen to them preach if they're priests. Or okay. What's or I don't think it's well. It's, it's kind of hard to say somebody. Like, Give me the list of people you've directed. Right. That would be inappropriate. Yeah. But you might hear friends talk about. I went to Ray was really good and so and time with them and and pray about ask God. God yeah. knows. Yeah. And what do you think? And
0: yeah. That's yep. a good uh, yeah. suggestion. Yeah. yeah. God does know who you should yeah. be with. Yep. Uh What's expected of a person in spiritual direction?
2: Um, that they're praying Mm -hmm. and they're, you know, every now and again, somebody would ask, um, I'd like to be in direction. And I said, are you praying much? Oh, not very much. I said, let's do this. Six months, you join the once a month club, big confession once a month. Okay. And you promise to pray 20 minutes a day, 10 of it with the Bible and 10 of it silence. Okay. And you come back and see me in six months.
0: So that's the beginning of spiritual direction,
2: because right? Because <laughs> God's been your director for six months. Right. Dad, what do you want me to do? Father, what do you think I should do? Because if you want to come in and know nothing, I'm going to what? No, you, you're you capable. I think that's—and every now and again, people are in direction. And I say, well, how much did you pray last week? And they say, none. And they said, I, I'm not going to see you today. I'm just—no.
0: Mm. Is, is that just because they're they're just not in the right place at that point? Or, or I—
2: I think we kind of like something for nothing, or they're kind of scary going deeper. Sure. And I'm trying to, as a father, I'm trying to love them into you are more capable than you believe. Right. But you have to do your part. Right. And if you don't get silent, you can't hear love. Right. That's in marriage, that's in friends. hmm One more thing I want to add, one thing is that I think we're, uh, I don't, you know, when 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 we started doing spiritual direction, they, everybody kind of came to the conclusion, you can only be a spiritual director if you've got the training. Okay. And they would have people, millions of people go to Broomtree, and then they tell a thousand, a thousand people a year, get a director, and there's only like 20 of us. Right. So I think we we can build this culture that only these people are qualified. No, we all have friends that are very qualified. Well, it's, I have a great definition of a soulmate. Okay. If they kick your butt because you're being stupid and you thank them, (laughs) stay with them. Okay. Because they love your soul. Right. And that's grandmas and that's, so we can all find people while we're looking at maybe should it be full-time direction is ask people for advice. Mm Because the worst thing we do is say, I don't need help. Right. Well, that's, you know.
0: We all need help.
2: Yeah. But to limit (laughs) it to only a certain amount of people. Sure. That's a good thing to be more qualified. But can you see where it could be kind of a flaw? Mm -hmm. Yeah. To say there's only some no 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 we all know people that would
0: that would help us yeah 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 that's very true
2: but we have to ask
0: mm-hmm. that's hard to do sometimes
2: absolutely <laughs> but that's when the kingdom of heaven opens up right I don't I don't have to know everything
0: right um, Have you seen some really incredible journeys of people in spiritual direction?
2: Yeah yeah yeah, and the lights kind of come on when when. When they figure out after a year or two that when they figure out the obvious, mm-hmm. like it's really wrong that I keep doing that. And it's like it's when you're raising kids. When they figure out like, this is kind of my fault. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of limiting myself. Mm-hmm. What then and they or I was praying and I heard the father say this, it's sure. like oh, father delights in me. Mm-hmm. And when I know God delights in me, when I know I'm uh, the father's child like the John you know uh, out of the you're my beloved son when mm-hmm. I know that and when I get people to come to that just crawl on the father's lap just crawl on Mary's lap mm-hmm. you know I just sit on the lap and say God, I forgot you love me when you tell me again
0: <laughs> it's amazing that we forget that isn't it
2: <laughs> yeah it's called sin and then <laughs> right. well even then you said well do it again go back in five minutes and so right. right yeah it's just it's 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 awesome really yeah
0: so you've enjoyed it. Over your years.
2: Oh, yeah. 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 It, it The training changed me. Sure. It moved my priesthood into relational prayer with the Father. Mm-hmm. And again, when I know I'm loved, I don't have to work nearly as hard. Because right. when I know I'm loved, I don't have to fix people. Right. When I know I'm loved, I don't have to be ahead of you. Mm-hmm. When I know I'm loved, I can just sit and say, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm waiting
3: for God. Right. Right.
2: Peace. Super important. Yes. Peace. is
0: We all need that. Don't, don't you know? <laughs> All right. Father Vogel, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us about spiritual direction. Hopefully that helped people yeah. understand what it is, what it isn't, and whether or not they want to
2: go be sure. silent
0: for a little bit. Yep. I think it. I, I am going to do a silent. No <laughs> Amen. All right. Uh, if you haven't found us at, on social media yet, you can find us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at SF Diocese, and of course at our website at sfcatholic.org anytime. That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic news.